Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 145. And in this episode, we are continuing with the George A. Romero films, and we are discussing Day of the Dead from 1985. Now, in my opinion, I'm just going to say it right off the bat. Nothing really beats Night of the Living Dead for me. So. Yeah, Night of the Living Dead's amazing. I loved Dawn of the Dead, though. See, we both have two separate <laughs> things here. It's Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and then Day of the Dead. So we're just moving right along here with, you know, the sun goes down, it comes back up, and now it's like full-on daylight, right? Exactly. So Which I'm such a nerd, so I just love the titles. They they just do it for me. It's so good. No, it's great. Yeah, and the posters too. Like mm-hmm. the colors of the posters are really, really good here. And obviously when they started in the 60s, you know, like, yeah. and now we're in 1985. Like, that's pretty cool because Night of the Living Dead was in 68. So, yeah, that's crazy. That I mean, now we have sequels that are like every year apart or every couple years. It was interesting to see back then how spread out they were. Yeah. And then, like, we have 10 years later, and then uh, Dawn of the Dead mm-hmm. was 10 years later, and then now we're in 1985. So, yeah. You know, now this one is, I was messing around with Kristen before we started and I was like, yeah, day of the misogyny. Like, <laughs> Yes, exactly. But that's pretty like indicative of like zombie movies. Exactly. Like <laughs> it, it's just like, obviously there's more, especially this far into like a zombie series. Mm-hmm. It always happens like in zombie films, even if there's just a one-off, but especially when we have a trilogy for example or several installments of zombie movies it gets to the point like we've seen it in the walking dead of the tv show Mm -hmm. you can't really keep doing much with zombies we know what's going to happen they're going to eat people they're going (laughs) to overrun locations in safe zones and that gets old right so we have to add in this human element of conflict right which i don't disagree with you it's usually the lamest part And that's my biggest, like, it's not that I don't enjoy zombie movies because I do, but I usually want a lot of creativity with the zombies in and of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I want to see like some good kills and I like to have, I don't know, like I really, for some reason, except in the exception of Night of the Living Dead, when we have that house of characters in Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, I just didn't really get a big connection with the characters, for example. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care about them, except for the fact that I cared about the one woman just because of the situation she was in. Right. Other than that, I didn't really care. But, and, you know, I guess there there are some scientist characters. You, you really care, obviously. You try to care about the ones that are, like, being shit all over because that's the whole point. <laughs> right. But... As they start to kind of get taken out, I I was just kind of like, yeah, I knew that, you know, you know, it's going to happen and you're not like super upset about it. Yeah. Like in this one, there's even 
I don't know. I wasn't feeling the relationship connection at all. But there's a woman and a man who's like a military guy and they're staying together and we assume that they're doing it and that they have some sort of loving relationship. Mm-hmm. But I don't see it at all. So I, I was sitting there like, okay, but you didn't give me any background on them caring for each other. So then when, you know, he gets bit, because, you know, everyone's going to get bit at some point, he gets bit and she gets upset about it. I'm I'm not feeling for her i'm not in it with her on the sadness of him possibly dying because i don't understand the relationship it's like i didn't care about any of them right and my biggest thing about her at all is there it this is basically being run like a military installation even though it's like it's basically just these dudes running it like a military installation Mm -hmm. and this super douche takes it over and he's basically running it like a tyrannical government right Mm -hmm. so he's basically she is saying like there's this one dinner for example where they're trying to debrief everyone on certain situations and there's a science team trying to figure out if they can get these zombies to cooperate which i understand but here's my problem with that they want to basically train them like dogs right how are you going to train every single one when you are a mass minority Right. Like there's even a point where this it's this doctor, he's a surgeon, so he's not just training them, he's also like doing surgery on their brains and stuff. And she even makes a comment about that. He's like, Oh my god, if we if we get to them them to this point, they can be docile. And she's like, Oh yeah, it only required fifteen hours of surgery on one body. Yeah, how are you gonna get them all? And that was my biggest issue with, like, I understand the research is important, obviously. Like, I would want somebody doing it, too, if I was in a situation. But when you have, like, hordes of them outside and they're all trying to fucking eat you, how are you going to – it's your turn for surgery for – you know, it's like (laughs) – Right. Yeah, you're not going to make pets out of all of them like we do dogs that just automatically are born sweet and lovey, not trying to eat you, you know? Yeah, no. So – we have that and they're trying to tell these and like obviously this guy has his band of monkeys basically and yes they're all like guns and man you know and almost literal monkeys like there's this one guy where he doesn't even say much he just has this crazy laugh like he's even getting eaten at the end and he's just like and i'm like what the fuck are you a fucking (laughs) clown what are you you're such a stereotype of a of a character in this right now I don't think I've ever heard that kind of noise come out of your mouth. Just a side <laughs> note. <laughs> Good, because I never want to do it again. Like that is the one time <laughs> it's ever going that high ever again. Yeah, exactly. So they are obviously like the violent threat that is not the zombies against these right. this group of people who is our group of people, basically, you know, as the viewers. And she is had it with him because he's threatening violence on all of them and he's treating like he's the big threat because he's like i'm just gonna leave and start shooting everything and man 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 so he's threatening their safety yeah but with his masculinity yes literally if you know if you don't sit down right now i'm going to shoot you it's like bitch fucking put up or shut up that's exactly what like i i made a note like then fucking do it like what the fuck am i living for anyways at this point and that's the whole my whole thing with zombie things and i have said this over and over and over (laughs) every time we do a zombie movie i'm like i would rather be dead right not a zombie 
just dead like just yes. shot in the head or I would have rather just like poisoned myself before all this started which I know would eventually probably get me turned into a zombie but at least at that point I would have died on my own accord and not eaten alive you know or right. bit but like this is not a life that I would give a fuck about living because even at the end it's not worth it in my opinion like fuck that like none of this is worth it this world post zombie which you never get to see by the way yeah ever it's not- just down in this missile silo it what for what what are you gonna do have kids right get married no exactly there is actually a character he's the helicopter pilot who basically says that same thing to her because she is a scientist and she's all about you know you know doing basically society like what we need to do for our little society down here you're not chipping in you're not doing this you're not writing this down you're not making your notes and he basically says he's like do you see this ledger here? It has all this stuff from the military, all this information, and now nobody's here to even look at it. And you're still sitting here making these same notes, and nobody's ever going to look at it or really need it. Why Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this down here? Why are you not on some beach somewhere away from all this bullshit, just living your life, having babies, moving on? First of all, I wouldn't have babies in this. But, you know, he's right. Like, I right. wouldn't. I would not be like if I was alive and like had that survival instinct, which like I'm sure that I would have some sort of survival instinct like I do. Obviously, I'm a Mm -hmm. human being like I've been in situations where I've been scared and fight or flight just automatically kicks in. But like what kind of like I just. (laughs) I get like bad news or something about something that's like not imminent to my health. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to die now. (laughs) Right. Yes. I have to go do lab testing for something. I don't know what's going on and it's probably not life threatening, but it's inconvenient to my health, possibly chronically. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. (laughs) Like, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's because I just, I guess I'm not very caring, but you know, it's like, Especially if I can't go outside because my flesh is going to get ripped off of my body. Nah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, Like he says, we are living in a tomb down here. And they literally are. Like, what are you living for? Yeah. To get a vitamin D deficiency and then be eaten. Right. To do experiments on brain surgery on zombies. No. Oh, no. And then you're watching people that you love or at least like a lot, just either one, get killed or decline into psychosis. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then when you can sleep, you're having horrible nightmares. Right. Like, we do have some really iconic scenes here, though, that are just like a staple in horror. Like, I can't tell you before I've see- I have saw this movie how many times I've seen just GIFs or GIFs, if you're one of those people. <laughs> of sarah standing looking at a calendar at a blank white wall yeah. and hands shoving through it you know how iconic that is yeah exactly like this is one of those films like that it's got some really cool like the some of the kills from the zombies are so awesome like just ripping the flesh off or pull pulling not even just like biting but just the sheer pull force from removing limbs from the body and stretching the flesh Mm -hmm. is pretty cool like yes there is one where they pull some guys pull his head off his neck 
And that was really cool. It was almost like the thing when you see that, the thing stretching out. You know how like when you get a really good cheese stick and that cheese pull is just (laughs) so good? Mm, Mozzarella. (laughs) What I imagine the equivalent of like a zombie cheese pull is, that flesh is just like so gooey. Right. And it was like a bowling ball too. They like stuck the fingers through the eyeballs to pull. That was pretty good. I love that kind of ingenuity like something I've always wanted to do but never like actually and I've told you this before taking the plunge and like investing it it's only like $150 for like a decent brand starter kit if anybody wants to get me a birthday gift here in about six months (laughs) is a special effects makeup kit because I just thought it was so cool like I would only start with like bruises and like cuts and stuff you know but I've just always thought that shit is so cool like Make the most, like, gruesome, nasty, but, like, make it look, and this is the 80s, and it could have looked, like, real bad, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. no hate, but it could (laughs) have looked very, you know, evil dead. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, and that's how it was supposed, like, that's a thing. Like, it's fine. Right. That's its own thing, but it didn't, though. It looked pretty legit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I, there are some people that can't watch this film because of the gore. Like my mother, she would never. <laughs> she wouldn't be able to do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to use sympathetic gaggers. I apologize, but yeah, but it looked really good, and that's what I did like. And then also when we have his, well, they call him Frankenstein. The soldiers nickname him Frankenstein mm-hmm. because he's doing all of these dissections of zombies, and his zombies actually do kind of look like the monster. Yeah. That's, but I didn't, the zombies did look very like, you know, green in the face and you could tell there were a lot of prosthetic work. That's just, that was kind of campy looking when they were actually like the actual zombie faces themselves. Yeah. Like the blue face. Yeah. Yeah. But it is also very indicative of, you know, a Romero Uh zombies. Definitely. We saw that in Donna the Dead, the blue faces of the dead. Exactly. So I'm not upset about that either. That's just the style of zombie. (laughs) You know, every zombie movie has their own style. Even like, look at I Am Legend. Those weren't zombies, Mm -hmm. but we still kind of considered a zombie movie. But look how fucking weird those things looked. Right. Absolutely. You know. So anyways, but he is doing all of these sorts of experiments and he's training one named Bob. And now he's actually getting somewhere with Bob. Like Bob basically becomes his chained up dog pet, you know? Yes. Zombie dog pet. (laughs) And he is, we figure out Bob was a soldier because when the soldiers come in to look at him, he salutes them. Yes. So he's starting to get some sort of cognition back at least a little bit. He remembers something from his former life. They give him a gun without bullets in it obviously and he goes to shoot the douchebag <laughs> and this guy can't handle any sort of threat oh at all like this zombie just goes to shoot him with no bullets and he just gets so emasculated yes exactly <laughs> so funny and he also starts listening to music and he's like figuring out how to turn the tape player off and on and all sorts of stuff. And he gets rewarded like a dog with treats, but, you know, with human being. Yeah. Which is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But we're also losing people. So we're, there's lo- we're losing communication losing with other people. 
and not quite sure where the research is going. So there's a lot of tension between the soldiers and the scientists because the soldiers are like, what the fuck are you even doing? And the scientists are like, science? Like, you think (laughs) this just happens overnight? Right. But also the scientists don't even really know what's going on because, quote unquote, Dr. Frankenstein is basically doing most of the stuff by himself. And he's not really telling the other two what he's doing or why he's doing it. Right. He is super sketchy. Yes. He has definitely lost it a little bit. Like, you can tell he's a little off his rocker. Like, I mean, everybody is in the apocalypse, but he probably saw some bad fucking shit because he's not all there. Yeah. Well, and, like, when these zombies start to become pets, there's definitely, like, a breakdown in being civil a little bit. Not because you can't. I mean, you do have to learn to live with the situation as it is. But he's starting to do things for them mm-hmm. that you shouldn't do, like give them people. <laughs> right. You know, when you start sacrificing the few living for the many dead, that's a problem. Yeah. Or like one of our first interactions with him, we find out that the the commander that was originally there has died. And that's why this douchebag is in charge now. And he... The Dr. Frankenstein actually has the body and he's experimenting on it. That I can't even if they found if the military guys found out about that, he would be so dead. Tortured. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean they do find out that he's feeding Yeah. You know, soldier body parts to his zombie friend. Yeah. And that doesn't really go over very well. (laughs) Right. Because they kill him. Yes. And his little bub there, his little (laughs) friend, gets super sad. And so we do see, actually, how zombies can turn to not be humanistic. Because obviously they still... Because they try to get them to eat different things. Yeah. Like dog food and stuff like that. It just does not work yeah and obviously if they're out in the wild not eating animals they only want human flesh they're only cannibalistic Mm -hmm. so how are you going to make that work with your dwindling supply of humans but also trying to keep them as pets i mean i guess technically they don't need to eat to live that we know of right but you also need to train them with humans. Exactly. I mean, maybe you'd still have elderly around, but I'd assume most of your elderly have gotten God at this point. So you probably only have capable young people alive for the most part. Right. And your rich elite that stayed in bunkers that they had <laughs> built by the Illuminati. Let's we'll so. start with them. <laughs> eat the rich. Literally eat the rich. <laughs> right. Throw them to the zombies. What do we need them for anyways at this point? Right. So we basically towards, I mean, we kind of, I guess haven't really jumped around a ton because there's, I mean, this plot is pretty simple. Like there's zombies and then there's scientists and then there's people they're clashing with. And then obviously shit goes to hell towards the end of the film. Right. You know. Yeah, because it's a zombie film. Right. They want to destroy all the captive zombies and... You know, Sarah and the rest of... There's not a ton of them left towards the end. One of her friends gets bit, too, and she, like, 
you know, does the thing where she, like, cuts the limb off to try to save him. And Yeah, that's the one who is also supposed to be, like, her boyfriend. But he's also, but... like, not wanting to live. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just let him go, man. Yeah. The one thing I will say is there are a couple of her friends. So he, that guy where she cuts his limb off, he ends up dying. And, but she has two other friends that kind of lived apart from the rest of the little compound. And they have like a gay relationship for the 80s. I thought that was amazing to have in a film. But I mean, this is George A. Romero. We already had a black male lead in Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. And so he's always pushing those boundaries. But it was nice to see. Uh, they don't like really harp on it, but they definitely feel like a gay couple to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made a little beach town. I'm not yeah. saying that's gay, but like it was so cute. But they had like a little plaque that was like "Home Sweet Home" or something in their little trailer. It was super cute. And I would also want to live away from because the other ones are just living in like these cinder block rooms. Yeah, you know, and I would much rather be where they are. Yeah, like, absolutely. And that. their little their little beachy thing is great because the the helicopter pilot he has like a Jamaican accent or something, so you can tell maybe he's more of like an island guy. So it's very beachy over there. So it's more like home for him, and I love that. Yeah, I mean, if you have to be in a zombie apocalypse, at least make it homey. Exactly. Because <laughs> good lord. So like we've obviously killed the Frankenstein guy and then the soldiers like they lose their shit. So now it's basically a war between the soldiers and the rest of our crew, which we knew that we knew that has been right. coming since the beginning. Right. And then he takes the rest of the scientists and basically non-military people, his non-soldiers takes all their weapons and then brings the prisoners and basically attempts. So John is, one of the the guys he's the one who basically is not doing anything to help civilization um, he, <laughs> he's there because he can fly yeah and he's basically like being forced to fly the remaining soldiers away from the base but he refuses to do it so which is really sad so this soldier kills another guy because of that and then locks Sarah and our, our last remaining guy inside a zombie corral with the zombies. So yeah, his I'm assuming lover, which is really sad, and he's really upset about that. Gotta yeah. go save them now. Right. But then the guy who had his arm chopped off is doing some other fuckery on the side, and he is he is gone. He is he's been having a lot of PTSD this whole time. You've been watching it. He's been slowly going over the edge. Now he's just done. So he basically goes up top, gets all the zombies to come to him on this little, like, I'm assuming missile elevator type thing to get into this old missile silo. Mm -hmm. And then they start eating him and he brings the platform down. So he unleashes all of these zombies into the actual missile silo area. Yeah. They just start picking people off. And the zombie bub here, he saw that his that the scientist got killed and so he fucking took a gun and he's like i'm gonna get you <laughs> right so now we have a suit like a not a suicidal a like a zombie out for revenge yes on a mission here which is kind of a cool little thing that we don't really see very often exactly so zombies coming in 
and the head guy leaves his men to be killed by the zombies and he runs and then the zombie on a mission here finds him fires at him and while he tries to escape he runs into a huge mass of zombies and gets shot by our zombie on a mission and then saluted yeah (laughs) i loved that and then he's torn apart by the zombies and then john who was the pilot sarah and one of the other guys i can't remember his name yeah i just remember it's it's his boyfriend i think managed to get to the surface and go out in a helicopter to an island as John had earlier like alluded to, you know, being on a beach and all that. Mm-hmm. But again, for how long and for why? <laughs> it's like until this right. happens again. And like, I get that that's kind of the ending. Obviously not the ending that's perfect because not all of their crew gets out because we have to have some casualty mm-hmm. here. But it's like, I still would not want to live like that. Like, I don't know. I guess you survive as long as you can on human instinct. I know not everyone would and I honestly don't know how long my fight would kick in or my flight before I'm like out would it be immediate like I'm kind of insinuating that it would and I don't know how dramatic I'm being in that I have no idea I've obviously never been in that situation but that just does not seem like a whole lot of fun right yeah I'm actually so I mentioned it before with the resort but because of the resort our hype I've been playing Dead Island and it's a zombie game, zombie survival game. And I've been playing with Connor. And I told him literally, I was like, that's how I would die in Apocalypse is trying to save my loved ones. Like, I think I would, I might try to save like a stranger or something, but I think it would mostly be probably animals and my loved ones. That would get me killed because I have too much bravado sometimes. I know that about myself where I'm just like, I can do it. I can take it. And that's what would get me killed. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. Like, I, my dogs and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want them to be eaten either. Mm -hmm. I think if I had to see something happen to them too, that would be. That'd be the end. Yep. Yep. Especially because I'd be feel so guilty, and I'd just be playing that in my Mm -hmm. head. See, mm -mm. nope. So, like, for me, this is very pretty middle of the road. It's like a three yeah. for me. This is a zombie film. I will say, though, like, it's very, like, one of the first zombie. Like, well, I guess we've had zombie films since, like, the 40s. But, (laughs) like, as far as, like, the modern day, what we think of Mm -hmm. when we think zombie film, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Like, and obviously Night of the Living Dead, but, like, really with the modern day, like, running Mm -hmm. away, flying in a helicopter, going to a beach, getting on a boat type things. Right. Get on a boat in this, but you know (laughs) what I mean. Like we think and they have been remade a million times and like how resonant is all of these other films to day of the dead even like 28 days later 28 weeks later i mean even in the comedies are they to these so just because this is a middle of the road film for me doesn't mean obviously i don't appreciate it for what it is and i know what it stands for so you know i just zombie films have to be really incredible or have adam driver in them for me (laughs) to just you know absolutely love them and keep coming back for more so yeah that's fair that's totally fair if christian slater was in a zombie movie i'd be all about it no i agree definitely just middle of the road i really love night of the living dead i adore dawn of the dead this one was 
it was okay. It was fine. It's not something I'll ever really want to watch again. And at times it was pretty boring, but I do respect it for, I agree with Amanda, what it has done for the community. So three. And like when George A. Romero's name is attached to something as like right. a horror fan, you're like, I bow down to you, sir. You know, it's like, <laughs> right. I, it's, uh, he's just, he is what he is, you know? Exactly. And under that, it was done incredibly well. Like we talked oh, yeah. about with the effects, the directing was still amazing. Obviously the writing was even fine like there's there wasn't anything terrible about it it was just eh, it was fine yeah yeah and the like even the the cinematography and everything I mean it's just very I it it's good it's a really good film and yeah like just not my flavor of film if you will so yeah and I just always think about my own mortality when I watch some movies. And, <laughs> right. You know. Like, how would I survive this? Would I? No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. First of all, uh, we working on our fitness, but it's not great. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anytime I got to run from something, that's going to be a short sprint and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's not great for me. So my personal trainer, we do very short, like cardio 10, 15 minute bursts. And then we do weight training. So like my push up and planks are getting much better, but zombies don't give a fuck how long you can plank. You feel right. me? So. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us on our review of day of the dead. Obviously you should know. Well, maybe it's not obvious. All of our social medias are the extra sisters podcast, except for Twitter, which is at the extra sisters. And I realized why I did that. It's because Twitter caps the character limit to 15. So I'm not an idiot. <laughs> it is the extra sisters over on Twitter. If you would like to hang out with us on Patreon, it is patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast for extra content and fun little mail things every now and then. And also if you would like to check out our new second podcast, it is oddest O D D E S T is hottest H O T T E S T currently on Spotify, Google, Amazon music, and a few little other odds and ends. Apple's being a pain in the ass this time around. So I'll let you know as soon as it's on there. <laughs> and next time there comes a time to put away childish things, but sometimes they just don't want to be put away till then stay creepy. <laughs>